Hi friends, welcome to another video and episode of the James Red Podcast. You may notice, if you are more observant, that I have a different camera angle for today's video. It's okay, you're not going insane, that's actually happening. Use your breathing techniques. My wife took my little tripod to Denver, which sounds like a great name for a romantic comedy, but it's true, she did take my little tripod to Denver. And uh, normally I have a shot right here that's intimate, special rides the border between special and uncomfortable next time this shot is back over here because of the distance now you may feel strange feelings urges if you will and the question is do you give in to those urges that is the question <laughs> i want to talk about passion and opportunity today and how to orient yourself with those things in life. I came across a couple of videos in the past uh, about a guy named Mike Rowe, who used to be the the host of Dirty Jobs. I say used to be because I don't think that show's on anymore. I may be wrong, though. In these videos, he's sharing this message, and the title of this message is Don't Follow Your Passion. By the end of the video, you realize he's saying something along the lines of, don't follow your passion, follow opportunity, but bring your passion with you. And this was an abrasive title for me when I first came across it, but I listen because I think it's important to do that. We, there's always truth in any, in the most fundamental disagreements. It's important to listen to these things and understand where they're coming from, why they feel that way. You can always learn from that and, and calmly listen, right? Not be full of anger and malice towards the notion that one could possibly think such a thing. I differ a little bit from him. I'm not quite sure in a nuanced sense how I differ from him, but I, I think I do. My way of approaching this, this, uh, passion and opportunity conundrum, which we face as young people, especially in life, is that you should treat them like the two hemispheres of your brain. There's a school of thought that our brains are adapted to chaos and order, one side to chaos, one side to order. And, and I don't know if my hand motions went with the correct brain hemispheres, so forgive me on that. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I, I do my best, you know. I just get up every day put on my shoes uh, backwards because that's something that helps me feel on edge, which is, a, you know, you want to kind of go through the day with, a, with a, a jump in your step. So if you put your shoes on backwards, like facing the opposite direction, <laughs> then you're going to be very uncomfortable all day long. Very helpful. Where was I at? Uh, I think, oh yeah, so there's a school of thought that one hemisphere of your brain is adapted to chaos, one hemisphere is adapted to order. And I think that there's a lot of truth to this. And I think that you should treat passion and opportunity similarly. That they're both they're the two hemispheres of your life that you should understand. You should understand the purpose of them and the, the proper use of them and use both of them to your advantage. And I think the purpose of passion is it helps guide you, it directs you towards where your heart wants to be. The purpose of opportunity is it's the thing that helps you sustainably go after the, the thing to which where your heart wants to be. The problem, one problem we face, 
especially if you're a young person or if you're an older person that just never figured life out, is the, the opportunities that you're receiving doesn't always align with your passion. In fact, in the beginning, it very rarely aligns with your passion. There's this, uh, there's this concept called the Pareto distribution, and it's represented by a graph. And if you look at the graph, it's sort of the shallow hill. And then it, as it gets towards the right side, it goes up and up and up and turns into a vertical cliff very quickly. And the Pareto distribution is an idea that applies to society, to wealth, but also to nature. For example, it applies to the height of uh, trees and forests. It applies to the mass of stars, of all the stars. It applies to the size of cities, but it also applies societally to wealth, for example. A good example of the Pareto distribution is that 80% of the wealth in a population is held by 20% of the people. So as a as a uh, an entrepreneur who's trying to grow yourself, you're at the, you start off at the bottom of this. And this is why your opportunities don't align. When you get to the top, we see all these people we see these people all the time who are overwhelmed with opportunities that directly align with their passion. That's where we all want to be, right? But you have to climb this distribution over time. And they'll start to align more and more and more. So the 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 another issue that we face. Well, so on, let me stop. Let me stop. I want to I want to stay on that for a second. You may have to take on opportunities that that do not align with your passion well if not at all. Meaning, you may if you are a if you if you like people, you like to work with people, you like to serve people. You like to uh, you, you like to create products for people in a way that's very social, right? So you're engaging. Perhaps working a coffee shop is something that sort of aligns with your passion, but you'll find that it doesn't completely align with your passion at all times. It'll start to break apart in certain areas, in certain areas that may make you really unhappy. Then maybe you work yourself up a little bit and you find a coffee shop that aligns a little bit more. You like the management, you like you like how it's not quite as busy as the Starbucks you were working at. And you feel a little bit better about where you're at. And then and then, you know, you go up this this you go up this uh hill until you get to a place where you are doing exactly what you want to be doing. You have to ride that that wave of opportunity in order to get closer and closer to where you want to be. You can't, you can, you can try very hard to start at a place where passion aligns with opportunity. The problem is, is you won't make any money, (laughs) which is not, not a good way to sustain that way of living, right? That's fine. You, you, you can do your paintings, but you're going to live under a bridge, which is problematic to a lot of people. So another issue that I think is important to this topic is the issue of suitability and adaptability to a certain skill. So let's say your passion is to sing. Singing, to me, has always been a a bit of a unicorn of of a passion because it's different in others in the sense that a lot of people don't agree with this, I think, but it's different 
than others in the sense that singing has this in- inherent um, natural affinity to it that has to be that seemingly has to be met. Whereas if you're a photographer or drummer, it's all muscle memory, right? It's all rules and muscle memory. Now, this led me on a journey to figure out if singing is in fact that unicorn. To be clear, I think I think with most crafts, you anybody can do basically anything. That hard work is a much more relevant variable than genetics, so to speak. Uh, suitable, uh, aptitude and suitability is important. It's there. We have limitations, and sometimes limitations are more real, right? You can't be a track runner if you can't if you can't walk, for example. That's a serious limitation. But for the most part, I think that people put too much emphasis on on the genetic predisposition towards something. So singing was a unicorn to me because I thought, okay, singing is something that literally comes out of your body. That it's a very special thing. By the way, if you hear a lawnmower, it's a lawnmower. Singing is is something that actually is created by your body and it's different than anybody else. So I started looking up videos to test this theory. Can you can you teach anybody to sing? And I came across a bunch of uh, singers and vocal coaches. And the general consensus was that you can teach basically anybody to sing, which blew my mind. This is different than than what you tend to hear in everyday society. I just don't have that gift. I just, my voice just won't do that. Uh, and it's driven by this, by these influences of seeing singers who are now famous, who at four years old, they were amazing singers, you know, Beyonce. But it's somebody who actually, um, somebody who actually defies this is Lauren Hill, who's an amazing singer. But there's a, she, I mentioned her couple videos ago. She's my favorite hip hop artist, but she's an amazing singer. And she went on a, uh, she went on a show on the Apollo and it was like a talent competition. You can find this on YouTube. She didn't do a great job. She didn't sound that, that nice, but she developed, right? So this is interesting. And I, I think that we have to be careful to, we have to make sure that we don't believe these things that fly around society blindly and just accept them to be true. That that we should consider that there is probably some truth to them, but that not that they're always true, right? So this is we have to navigate this very tactfully, very slowly, very calmly. <laughs> it's easy it's easy to get overwhelmed and anxious with the amount of confusion that can come at you in life, especially if you're a, a deep thinker like I like I tend to be. When people when people practice music, it's all about muscle memory. And some people can't feel a beat, for example. And you, so you have to grind it, you have to grind it into them. So for some people, you, it's already there. It's already somewhat built into them. They have a natural affinity to understanding it. With some people, you really have to practice that thing in them and develop that thing in them. So I think the importance of passion is that it is a it provides the driving curiosity towards 
accomplishing mastery of a given craft in a way that you can't quite have without it. You can learn to do something out of necessity and get pretty good at it. But I think curiosity is actually a very important variable. This, this deep uh, obsession with learning something is a very important variable at becoming truly great at something. And so if you learn how to leverage your passion, that hemisphere of your passion, from that perspective, and then apply that to opportunity and work your face off, you, you'll, start to, you'll start to very slowly gain more opportunities that line up with what you're up to. That's my theory. I would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Have a lovely day. Bye.